Welcome, Welcome to the Author Factor Podcast, the show for profitable insights and tips with business owners, entrepreneurs, and CEOs who use their nonfiction book to create the ultimate competitive advantage and grow their business. Grow their business. Grow their business. Here's your host, Amazon best-selling author and book publishing coach, Mike Capuzzi. Welcome to another profitable episode of the Author Factor Podcast. I'm Mike Capuzzi, and I want to thank you for joining us. My guest today is Scott Hartley. Scott is a serial entrepreneur and founder of Master Plan for Success, where he helps small business owners with marketing strategies, systems, and automation, and in particular, optimizing their email deliverability to maximize profits. He just published a short book on this topic titled, Hit the Inbox, How to Avoid the Spam Folder and Grow Your Business with Email Marketing. Scott, welcome to the Author Factor Podcast. Hey, Mike. Glad to be here. I appreciate your time today. When I saw your book come through, I thought it was a great example, Scott, because it's such a focused book, an important book for sure, right? Like, I think a lot of business owners really don't think about, like, hey, I'm just sending out email. That's good. They don't go to the next step and think, oh, my gosh, what about deliverability? So right. uh, I love the, the specificity and the tight focus. We're going to talk about that more in a moment. But I'd love to hear a bit more, Scott, about your business, who you serve, how you serve them, and then you know why you decided to write this book. Sure. Great question. So um, really with Master Plan for Success, which is my company, um, I really have a passion to help service-based business owners really get the success that they desire. We've all had that dream when we started our business of like, oh, this is what I want my business to look like. And then a few years in, it's turned more into that job, right? That we've created for ourselves. And so um, I come alongside those small business owners who have been uh, kind of in the trenches doing everything for three to five years or more, and they're ready to take it to the next level. I help them with marketing strategy, marketing automation, and then of course, as part of that is getting their emails delivered so that they can see really successful results from their marketing campaigns. Now, you said service-based businesses. Is that like typically like main street type businesses, you know, HVAC, those kind of businesses or. Yeah, it could be really anything. I've uh, worked with bakers. I've worked with attorneys. I've worked with, um, you know, therapists. I've worked with financial advisors. So anybody in the service industry, um, that's really where my passion and my background lies. I used to own a, an IT company. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very familiar with that, that service space. So, the Inbox. That is that your first book? Yes. Congratulations. Thank so, you. If you don't mind, I'd love to hear a little bit of insight. As, you know, why did you decide to write this book? Because it's a it's a big effort. Uh, I know it's yeah. a short book, which we're, I'm a huge fan of, but it's still right. uh, you know it's still uh, an effort and requires a lot of energy. Why a book, Scott? Why a book? Well, the throughout the years as I've been working with service based business owners and really small business owners of all types. Um, helping them with marketing automation, which a lot of that centers around emails. One of the things that is very common is you look at the industry statistics, like what's the average open rate for emails? What's the average click rate for emails? And like, depending on the industry that you're in, you'll see numbers anywhere from like 12 to 18% or so. That's kind of the average. And as I thought back to 2013, when I started doing email marketing in my first business, 
there was a lot that I didn't know. And I just kind of looked at those average numbers like, oh, if I can hit those, like, cool. But then as I thought about it more, it's like, who wants their business to be average, <laughs> right? I don't want just the average results from my email marketing. I want amazing results from my email marketing. So as I dug into that really over the past couple of years, I discovered like, wait a minute, when I started doing email marketing, people were just saying, hey, go get you a CRM and an email marketing platform and start emailing your list. But they never told me the things that helped me get my emails delivered and eventually acted upon with the action that I want my recipient to take. So that's why I wrote the book. So I'm sitting here shaking my head because again, it's it's one of those things, because I've done marketing, you know, consulting for years and years and years, even my own business, most folks you write think, okay, I'm sending out email, you know, all the effort to set up the CRM, the autoresponders, <laughs> yep. the, the, the broadcast emails, whatever it is. And you're like, oh, I'm done. But <laughs> you're going that one step further and really helping them maximize the effectiveness. Because just putting an email together, if I understand you correctly, it's not, it doesn't end there. It, you really have right. to give some thought and attention. Exactly. You know, and as small business owners, we're always like overwhelmed anyway. We've got a lot of things that we need to get done. And it's like, oh, I got to get that email out to my list today. And like, we get it done, check it off of the list. But we're not thinking about like, oh, did it actually get to the people that I want to see it so that they can buy something from me or opt in for whatever it is that I'm offering? Yeah. So Scott, I'd love to dive a little deeper because this is a topic that I'm, you know, I appreciate and, and would like to know more about. There's a, obviously a lot, obviously you, you talk about it in your book. So yeah. you know, most business owners, if not all, should probably be getting a copy of your book and just kind of going through it and making sure they're doing what you're suggesting. But I mean, everything from servers and CRMs and all that stuff, I know. Can you share, let's say, three of your best tips or your top tips for listeners when it comes to email deliverability? Yeah. So number one, the most important thing, if you take nothing away from listening to this podcast today, is you got to know your numbers. You have to know your engagement numbers specifically. Just like everything else we do in business, you need to know those metrics. You need to be monitoring cash flow, you know, and, and you know, profit margins and all of that type of stuff in business. The same with your email. You need to be looking and knowing who on your list is engaging with your emails? That means opening, clicking, and replying. And who's not? Because that's going to allow you to make informed decisions about who should I continue to email and who should I start taking off of my list so that I can make sure that more of my emails get delivered. So number one, hands down, you've got to know your numbers when it comes to email marketing. The second one um, is... In my book, and I, I tease it, is I tell people to ditch the newsletter. Ditch the newsletter. And by newsletter, I'm talking about, you know, those beautifully designed emails that have 15 different, you know, links to blog posts and different things on your website and different calls to action. Like the, the open rates and the actual action rates on those type of emails is horrible. And if you can get rid of that and you can send targeted emails that really speak to one thing, what's the one thought that you want to communicate to your reader? And what's the one thing that you want them to do as a result of reading that email? You're going to have much better results 
from your email marketing. So get rid of the email newsletter. I go into more detail in the book about why and, and how to do that, but that's really important as well is make your email specific and targeted towards your audience. Can I jump in for a second, Scott? Because I want to get yeah. some clarification. Are you suggesting then to not set up a long-term follow-up sequence that's sort of, you know, that's canned? Is that no? Okay, so that's different than no. That's different. That's than what you're different, about. Okay. and that's actually a really, really good question for clarification there. So, by newsletter, what I'm talking about is a beautifully designed email that has a lot of different calls to action. Setting up a long-term nurture is very important, and you can make that candy. It could be evergreen. I recommend that to my clients all the time. But make each email about one thing, mm -hmm. you know, and that's going to outperform this you know, this email that has like seven different things that somebody could potentially do. All right. Right. Good. And what about yeah. number three? Number three, this one, I really was vacillating on like, what, what's going to be my third tip here? Everybody loves to include their social media links in their email, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat, all that type of stuff, right? Don't do it for two reasons. Number one, and nobody's ever going to tell you this, I guarantee you that this will probably be the first time many of your audience has heard this. Those social media sites often end up on what are known as block list. Right now, LinkedIn is on a block list. So you have a reputation. If you send out an email today and it has a link to your LinkedIn profile in it, it has a higher likelihood of not getting delivered to the inbox because LinkedIn is on a block list. It's in bad reputation with its domain. So by including your social media links, you never know if they are on a block list and that can hurt you without you even knowing it. The second reason goes back to what I just touched upon. Your email should be about one thing. What's the one action you want your reader to take? And if you're putting your social media links in there, you're giving them a distraction. Like, oh, no, don't worry about going to buy this product or go sign up for my course. Go check out my Facebook page and then get lost in, into Facebook land and never come back to my email. So don't include social media links in your emails would be my third tip. Very good. Can I ask one more question before we start going back to you focusing on your book? Absolutely. Because I use email marketing extensively in my own business, my client's business. Uh, and, you know, I've been doing it for decades now. So, you know, you see the, 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 the metamorphosis, text emails, HTML emails, short emails, long emails, all that kind of stuff. Right. What is the current, what is your current opinion, Scott, on text emails mm -hmm. versus HTML style emails? Any, are you seeing anything there? So that piece is, there's not a hard and fast rule. Okay. So for e-commerce brands, obviously you need to show your products. Um, and so you're going to have more HTML style emails and your audience is going to resonate with that. For a service-based business like my own, my audience is going to resonate better with text only emails. Um, and I can convey that thought in a more personal way. So the rule there is test, see what actually works with your audience and gets you the better results. What the studies have shown is that text only emails outperform these beautifully designed ones that have lots of images and colors and all of that type of stuff. So 
test it, but I, I am almost sure that your audience, your list will probably resonate better with a text-only email that maybe has like one or two small images in it. Very good. Love it. Love it. So let's go back to hit the inbox. Mm-hmm. Um, it, how long ago did you publish this book? Published the book uh, the very 1st of January. 2023. So about, 2023, yeah, so about so three months ago. It's hot off the press. Hot off the presses, yeah. Well, again, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. So what are you doing uh, in the last two to three months, Scott? What promotional advertising marketing strategies are working for you to get the, the book out there to your target readers? Yeah, my uh, main efforts have been doing podcast interviews like this, um, forging relationships with people that are in complementary businesses and doing joint webinars with them. So recently I did a webinar uh, that was hosted by a web design company. And it makes sense because you drive traffic to your website, people opt in. Now you need that follow-up, which is typically done by email. So that's really been my main method of getting uh, the message out there. And then just some other joint venture partners who've promoted the book for me as well. Very good. And in your case, I think your book is so, you know, specific and helpful that I think you have a, you know, an amazing opportunity to do, you know, really leverage those because you're really not competing mm-hmm. with, you know, what a lot of other people are doing. You're so specific. So, right. What about when you've, you know, either the author journey, writing the book or publishing it, or maybe even now marketing it, what's something that you've learned that you didn't know then that you'd like to you know, warn others about or just share like, hey, make sure you do this? Yeah, so, so many thoughts in so many different areas there. But for me, as I, I've always known that I've wanted to write a book. I knew that it was important for my business to write a book. So once I settled on like, here's a topic that we don't hear much about, getting your emails delivered to the inbox, like cool. Then I was staring at a blank Google doc. (laughs) It's like, boy, this is the worst. Like I have all these thoughts in my head, but how do I spit this out into a usable format? And I ended up doing a, a webinar with a person and we talked about a lot of the points that I cover in my book. And I was like, the light bulb came on. I was like, wait a minute, I can take this transcription, give it to a copy editor, let them cut out all of the fluff and get it distilled down to the important things. And I can work from that to then flesh out, oh, I didn't cover that in the webinar. This is important. Oh, I need an illustration here. All of these different types of things that totally expedited getting the book done. And I got it finished in about three months. And that wasn't like working on it every day, Um, but I got it done in about three months. And that made that process so much easier. And as I've talked with people who are interested in doing a book, I mentioned that idea, like speak your book, record it, do a webinar, something. And like, Oh, you know what? I never thought of that, you know, and, and it, but it makes it a whole lot easier. It does. And I, I do appreciate the fact that you then went the, you know, the extra step because some folks just do that. They take a transcription, you know, maybe they, 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 hopefully they clean it up a bit because the spoken word is a lot different than the written word typically. Sure. But you went that extra step and really use it as a first step to then mm-hmm. create the main content and then refined it massage yeah. and all that. I think that that is a critical part if you're going to do the speak the book. Uh, Absolutely. Strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Did you intentionally, Scott, or is it just because of, you know, you did it from a webinar, which again, I think is a great strategy. 
did you intentionally keep it a shorter book? Because that's all we publish. That's all I typically publish are these one-hour books, hundred pages thereabouts, which yours is in yep. that, that that you know that size. Was that intentional, or was it just because you started with the webinar? No, it was really intentional. Um, you know, for me, I've got next to my easy chair, I have a stack of books that are like two, 300 pages long that I either haven't started or haven't finished. Right. And I'm sure most of us entrepreneurs are the same way, but a short book like this, I can consume in an afternoon and it's actionable. So not only can I read it and if I don't have time to read the whole thing, I can get a chapter done in 10 or 15 minutes and then I can actually go start applying it. That's what's the most important. I don't want somebody to just get a copy of my book and say, oh, that's cool. I know something. No, I want you to do something with it because doing is going to change your business. Now, I have not read your book yet, but do you then invite readers to reach out to you to start working with you? Yeah. So in the book, um, there's a call to action of, you know, go get an audit. So remember, I said my number one tip is know your numbers. With my email audit, I can actually give you those numbers, give you a starting point of things to work with and action items. And so I invite people to request that audit. And then, of course, they can have a conversation with me to talk about what they've learned from the book, the challenges that they're having with email and how they can, can solve those problems. Very good. Can I, can I ask one more question? Because, again, I love this topic. Now, this is maybe <laughs> not specific to email deliverability, but maybe it is. I'd say over the last few years, uh, I've seen a lot of marketers really suggest now let's say online marketers, which is different than the local you know business owner typically mm-hmm. suggesting daily emails. You know, you see mm-hmm. the top marketers doing these daily emails. Most service professionals, service business owners don't have the time or energy or, you know, even maybe need for a daily email. Are you right. a fan of daily emails for helping deliverability? Or is, again, is that really a, 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 a moot issue? It's not really uh Related. Yeah. So going back to engagement, the more opportunities you give somebody to open, click or reply to an email, the better your email health score is going to be. So if you're sending a daily email as opposed to a monthly email, obviously there's a lot more opportunities for that person. Right. Um, however, like you said, most small business owners, myself included, I can't I don't have time to do a daily email. So my minimum recommendation is small businesses should be sending an email weekly to your list. Now, if you can do it more frequently and here's the key, you're providing value, then do it more frequently. But if you're just constantly sending emails of buy my stuff or it's boring content, sending it more is actually going to hurt you with your engagement. I've got five people that I receive daily emails from that I absolutely like as soon as it lands in my inbox, I stop what I'm doing and I read it because it's great stuff. But there are other people that I get emails from two, three, four times a week and I just get to it when I can. Right. So it's at minimum weekly, but if you're able to provide massive value and your list eats it up by all means, more frequent is better. Very good. Love it. So Scott, as we get ready to wrap up here, I'd love to hear especially because it's so fresh for you, what it has meant so far to be a published book author. What has it meant to Scott Hartley to uh, be a published book author and the impact it's made either for yourself or your clients? Yeah. So for me, it's, 
I finally achieved this dream of writing a book. You know, I've had this in me for at least eight years, if not, you know, longer. And it's like, ah, I finally have a book published that wasn't part of my master's program. You know, we all have to write that, that paper in that. But, um, and for me, it's like, I feel good because what I've written about can truly change someone's business. If they take it, read it and apply it, it can truly change someone's business. And knowing that I'm doing that to help people, um, I mean, that's kind of my mission in life is who can I serve? How can I help as many people as possible? And for me, having the being able to say that I'm a published author now has extended credibility and trust. Um, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things where when you have that book that you can reference, like I authored this book, you're elevated in the eyes of the people that you're speaking to or communicating to, whatever that that fashion is. And I've already seen that in just the short period of time uh, that I've been talking with a lot of people about getting their emails delivered. Very good. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't know who else is talking as specific as you are. And I think you have a, a real opportunity to own that space of email deliverability as sort of an entree into all the other services you provide. But because it's, mm -hmm. again, it's so focused, which I'm a huge fan of. It's what I suggest my clients do. Focus, focus, yeah. focus, and then go wider. So absolutely, uh, congratulations on that, Scott. So how can Thank our you. listeners learn more about you? Where's the best place to, to get your book? Yeah. So the best place to get a copy of the book is hit the inboxbook.com. So hit the inboxbook.com. Um, the copy of the book is only seven bucks for the digital version because I want everybody to take action and, and see results in their business. There's also two bonuses on that page as well. So when you get a copy of the book, that's going to help you get your emails delivered to the inbox. Once they're there, what do you need people to do? need people to open them. So I'm giving away 143 attention grabbing subject lines. So now you can model those so that you can get your emails open. Now, once they're open, what's the next thing? Well, now you need people to read them and take action. So I'm giving my marketing messaging checklist so that you know exactly what to put in your emails so that you can get the desired results and get profitable email marketing campaigns running. So hit the inboxbook.com, best place to, to connect with me. Very good. Well, Scott, I appreciate your time today. I would encourage everyone listening. I mean, this is such an important topic and, and you know, I can't stress it enough myself. And, and you're talking to me too, so you're giving me some <laughs> reminders like, oh, I got to go do that. Right. So uh, I do appreciate your time today, Scott. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mike. I really have enjoyed being here with you. And to my listeners, thank you. And if you found this podcast helpful, please help me grow by sharing with your network and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Till next time, this is Mike Capuzzi. Thank you for listening to the Author Factor Podcast. To learn more about Mike's unique short book publishing opportunities, please visit bitesizedbooks.com.